Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome everybody to It's Doomsday Podcast. Today is Sunday, June 12th. Time is 18.07 and joining me tonight is Al, a.k.a. Big Daddy Prep. What's up, Al? I'm very good today, Jester. Very good. It's very, very hot here in Arkansas today, so everybody be very careful out there in the heat. The heat's really starting to hit, so please be careful. Oh yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's warming up where we are too. I was in Tennessee last weekend and froze my ass off at nighttime. The temperature dropped really low. I was shivering while we were camping, but, you know, now daytime comes, it's warming up, it's getting good. Uh, yeah, it's good, good time. <laughs> there is a brutal, brutal heat wave that's coming all the way through from from the southern part of California all the way across the Midwest, and it made it here finally today. It's stifling hot with humidity, and I was working out in it for about two hours today, and it was 103 degrees, and it sapped my strength. So if you're out in it, Here's one prepper tip. Don't get too far out and saw the limb off behind you. Get you some water, drink you some water, be careful like I was being. And even if you do that, you're going to get very tired. So just be careful out there in the heat, please. Couldn't agree more. And before we get into tonight's show, uh, I would like to say this, guys. The email, it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. If you want to shoot an email for to suggest a topic, if you want to be a guest on the show, let us know. Also, you could follow Al on TikTok at Big underscore Daddy Prep, and you could follow me on TikTok at It's Doomsday Podcast 2.0. And we're also on Clapper with the same name. So if you guys want to check us out in those multiple places, you can do that. One more thing I want to throw out before we do get started is, guys, don't forget about Prepper Camp 2022. We are attending. We will be streaming the show live from there. And ReadyWise, uh, our affiliate, is helping us out a lot for this event. And one more person I got to throw out who paid for our event that has done wonders for helping us is MV Creative Consultings. You can find them on TikTok, mv.creativeconsultings on TikTok. If you guys need a website built, logo design, anything like that, they are readily available to help you guys out with all your needs. Now, with that being said, tonight's topic, gun safety. Yes. (laughs) Yes, and it's practical gun safety gesture. Practical for people because we're seeing all these shootings and all these events that are happening and there's so much talk about our guns evil that we have to give the other turn to this that guns aren't evil guns don't kill people people kill people so what do we need to do to make the world safer and still have our guns exactly and a lot of people um i guess a lot of people kind of negate the importance of gun safety if you've never been through a traumatic situation if you've never lost anybody to gun violence if you've never been around someone who's had an accident you know you might let this kind of slip on by unless you were raised 
in a household full of guns that was very, very strict with gun safety, a lot of people just kind of negate this. Would you agree with that, Al? Absolutely, they do. And even though you're raised up with good gun safety, people still make unsafe acts. They get too comfortable. So we just have to review over these things from time to time so good people continue to be good people and take good care of our Second Amendment right. Exactly, guys. And you guys, just take the time to look up online how many accidental gun injuries and deaths we have per year. Accidental, meaning unintentional. Like someone didn't go out and try to shoot somebody. They just didn't know the gun was loaded. They were screwing around. Maybe they were playing around or a kid got a hold of it or something like that. It's overwhelming the amount of cases you can look up and find. Jester, before we start start really talking about it, I'd like I'd like to if you don't I mean I don't usually jump in and, and interfere in our, the flow of our show, but I'd like to tell a story. I'm gonna I want everybody to understand where I come from when it comes to gun safety. Go for it. Um, about seven years ago, going on eight years ago now, uh, my wife and I lost what is my stepson's cousins. He lived at my house. He stayed under my roof many, 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 many nights. He ate my food many, many nights. He was a wonderful young man, 14 years old. And he and a friend of his were at a friend's house. And they weren't playing with a gun. They were simply moving a gun. Someone had not taken the proper, um, the proper care of. The gun was loaded. One tossed it to the other. And thusly, he suffered a catastrophic and deadly gun accident by being shot with a shotgun in the head. So when I tell you gun safety and I still stick up for the Second Amendment, you're going to say, well, how can you do that? Well, very easily because he was trained on how to take care of guns properly due to someone else's neglect and someone else's not knowing what to properly do. He suffered an injury that killed him. And and thank, thank the good Lord above, he we suspect he instantly died um that's a tough thing when you have to say thank god someone instantly died but he was a good young man and i kind of dedicate this show and this being in this 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 light of talking about gun safety to him in isaac's name because he knew gun safety he was a good kid he had been raised around guns his entire life and thusly him being killed by one is is kind of ironic that it happened to be him but uh Isaac, you know, we ain't never forgot you down here, so Uncle Al still remembers you, buddy. Um, gun safety is very dear to my heart, very, very dear. And you don't have to be unsafe for something to happen. So you have to keep your eyes out, keep your ears open, and be watching what's going on around you. Al, I'm sorry. That's a pretty, uh, uh, well, pretty heart-wrenching story there. It is, but you know what, Jester? He didn't die in vain. He didn't die in vain. There's, uh, I've since then made a kind of private crusade to make sure to tell people please be careful with guns please do what you need to do please go out there every day and make sure that your weapons are up you know that's the reason why you asked me last week what would be the topic for this week and i'm not i'm not in a good state right now because I'm, I'm kind of upset and people don't see me like this often but he was a good kid jester and he took good care of guns and an accident took him away too early but I know what he would say today, Uncle Al, y'all taught me to do better than that. You taught me to do better with this than that. He practiced gun safety, and that's what I want to despise to everyone else. I didn't wait to the end of this to tell the story. I want to tell it at the beginning because I want you to listen to me tonight. 
please be careful with guns. Please make sure they're they're unloaded when you're not using them. If you're out sport hunting, if they're your own protection, take care of those weapons. Don't let them fall in the hands of people that we know that don't need to be in or that don't understand. Don't just give them out willy-nilly to people to look at and examine and play with. Please be careful with these Second Amendment tools because these are our right to have them. But we need to also make sure that we take good care of them too because they're like any tool. A knife can cut you just like a gun can shoot you. So we have to take care of things and not let accidents happen. I I agree with that more and it's uh man it's going to be hard to follow that now. <laughs> no, I didn't mean I didn't mean for it to be like that for you, but I, for but for me, I'm kind of dedicate this to him because I know what he would say, Uncle. Al, you taught me better than that, so use this to make sure people do right, and that's that's what's important. He didn't die in vain, Jester. He didn't die in vain for that. So, no, anyway, I I, I I agree with you, Al, 100. And we will put it in there in the show notes that this uh, episode is dedicated dedicated to Isaac. That'll be in there. Yep. Um, so trying to make my emotions calm down a little bit here. Yeah, um, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> me too over here, you know. Yeah. So th- when Al brought up this topic to me, my first thought was people are getting a hold of guns that really just shouldn't have them, and we're seeing a lot of things pop up in mainstream media because of it. All right? Yes. Now, everybody out there is pushing for more background checks, pushing for age limits, pushing for all of these different avenues of more gun control. The fact of the matter is the people that are out there preaching this and telling their neighbors, we need background checks, we need this, we need that. A lot of these things are already in place and they just don't know what the procedures are. So they're really talking out of their ass. Absolutely. Right Right on. Hey preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. But this episode isn't necessarily about gun control and what's going on in today's climate. That's not what it's really about. What it's really about is we need to ensure that we as responsible gun owners are taking the proper steps and procedures to make sure that guns don't fall in the wrong hands to make sure accidents just don't happen all right right i am a firm believer if you're a gun owner you need to have a gun safe okay period and i'm not talking about one of those little crappy um you know sheet metal things with the barrel lock because you can get into those in about five minutes with a crowbar they don't do you a dick of good right any seasoned criminal probably knows how to work a crowbar very well, and if they want to get in there, they're going to get in there. Having a good, heavy-duty safe with bolts in it, when it shuts, it shuts, and there is no prying it open, that's kind of what you guys want to go for. Right. I've gotten into many arguments with, with individuals in my life about, you know, proper gun storage and keeping stuff locked up, and, you know, they always give me this same kind of spiel it's it's the idiots that this happens to it's the people who aren't watching their kids it's this it's that it's this that you can't be everywhere at once you can't see everything that's going on at once okay yep say you got to work and your kids are at home and your wife uh all of a sudden brings home another kid from school because there's a play date and you got guns around around that house now your son may be trained or your your children may be trained but that stranger that's coming to your house may not be okay 
And everybody, I think, lives in this kind of little bubble where they think it can't happen to me. This is just shit you see on the news. This is just an unfortunate accident. It's a lot more common than what you think it would be. Yes, it is. A lot more common. So, again, I've had arguments with people for years over this. And I guess the thing that kind of brought this up for me is we're seeing these shootings and we're seeing people have these guns and everybody says they shouldn't have these guns. This person was mentally disturbed. They should have never got their hands on them, this, that, the other. You go back to the Sandy Hook thing where the guy had guns that weren't his and, and you know, just, just all these different things. You go back to Columbine, those guns were not purchased legally. They weren't his. And I'm not saying all of these circumstances could have been prevented. But with today's climate, with what we're seeing, they need to be. I read stories about every other week in the news that says a school shooting was stopped because, and this is only the reason because, another student told a teacher and they arrested the kid or they went and seized the guns. There's always that story that I'm seeing. And thankfully, someone was smart enough to say something to somebody before that kid got a hold of those guns and went and did something. All right? I could agree with you 100%. Now, and I got to wonder... For these, for these students that were threatening these shootings or whatnot, did they have access to guns? Were their parents keeping them locked up? Look, guys, here's the reality. For what you'll pay for a brand new AR-15, you could have one hell of a nice fucking safe. Right. A nice safe. I'm not talking, you know, the sheet metal junk ones. I'm talking a nice, solid, heavy, not going to get into it safe for the price of a, a, a cheapo AR. Not even a good AR, but a cheapo AR, right? I would rather see a person with one single firearm, one single handgun with a nice huge gun safe that it's just rattling around in than I would to see the opposite, which is somebody with 500 guns, no way to lock them up, and children and people that don't need to be around those guns and them talking about and boasting about how much guns, how many of the guns they have and how much ammunition they have. You know, look, I'm going to call you out exactly what you are if you're that. You're an idiot. You are the reason why these things happen. Not necessarily you and your people in the house, but someone could steal your weapons. Someone could come in and take your weapons that you don't know. One could slip out of your control, because I know people that own so many weapons, they have no idea how many they have, Jester. So if you don't know how many you have, how can you keep good control? I would rather see that one one mom, single mom, with a gun safe, with one pistol in it, and knows that she's she's got a secure home than the, than the I call them the goobers that sit over here. they got 500 guns, no way to lock them up, no gun locks, no gun safe, no nothing. And they're talking about all have another IR for what I'll spend on that gun safe. Yeah, no, that's not the idea. That's not what happens. You're supposed to be entitled to your Second Amendment rights, but you, in turn, because of the Constitution that we always throw out there, now we're the world's worst, the gun, gun owners, we're the world's worst to talk about the Constitution. We throw it out there as our shield for everything. Unfortunately, under the Constitution, you have a right to certain rights, but you also have the, uh, you have the ability and you have the, the, uh, uh, the, uh, you're commanded to do certain things. And if you have a Second Amendment right, it's your commandment to make sure that you take care of that Second Amendment right. Taking care of your firearms and doing the things that are necessary to make sure that, one, you can use them in the situations they're needed for. That they're not lost or, or willy-nilly thrown around, uh, stolen willy-nilly. Um, 
I don't know, I get on a soapbox about these things because I think we're, we're entitled to the Second Amendment, but I don't think we should take it like it's entitlement. We have a certain amount of responsibility to the Second Amendment, too. And the more adamant you are about the Second Amendment, like I am, the more adamant you should be about gun safety and making sure that we adhere to the laws that we already have on the books for gun violations that are not not good people, good bad people out there doing bad things with guns. Absolutely, and I want to I want to take a step back to childhood, growing up. Um, I uh, had guns everywhere in my house, growing up. I did we too. didn't have we didn't have a gun safe for for many many years. Um, I don't think my dad got a gun safe. I think until I was about I don't know maybe. 12 years old when friends started coming home from school and stuff like that and he identified yep. that there was other kids in the house right yep then he got a gun safe um typically our guns just stayed in their cases under the bed in the closet you know they were everywhere uh whenever i got my hunting license i had a 20 gauge in my room i had my 270 deer rifle in my room my 22 was in my room like whatever guns i had were they were just in my room and it was it was part of two reasons. One was because I would go hunt when I would want to go hunt. That was that was part of it. And the other thing was is, you know, we lived in an area that wasn't necessarily known for heavy predator activity, but we had you know we'd have the occasional black bear come through. We'd have the occasional coyote come through. Like there were things that could be potentially a threat. Plus, you know, the the idea of protecting things and protecting your home and having something readily available in case of a home invasion, something like that. It just wasn't uncommon for guns to be out in the house. Okay, it just it wasn't uncommon. Now, whenever my father did started did start locking stuff up, I didn't like it when I was young because then I had to go get permission. Like, hey, I need to get a twenty gauge because I'm going out in the woods for a little bit. Hey, I feel like doing some target shooting. Can I get the twenty two? Like, I hated to go ask. Right. But I understand now, being an adult, I understand why they were locked up, and I get it. In today's climate, you can't do that shit. There are too many defecto problems with our youth and with, with the teenage youth that you cannot do these. And I don't want to put it all on the teenage youth. It's also the adults, too. Right? I know I, I know people who are gun owners that shouldn't have a fucking gun. I agree. Like, a I lot look of at them. them. Yeah, I look at them and I'm like, I don't even, I, like, you need to undergo a severe psychiatric exam. They, I can't believe you have a gun. Yep. Now, granted, this is what they want to push the red laws thing for, the red law, but which is bullshit. Um, and I, I just got to tell you, I mean, as, as, as much as a supporter of the Second Amendment I am, there needs to be a way to get, so, not to interrupt or, or infringe on the Second Amendment or anything like that, but there needs to be more taught to our youth about the severity of guns there needs to be more taught as far as gun safety goes and this is should this should be something that's taught in schools in my opinion i agree they should be teaching in schools al like if you come across the gun how do you inspect to see if it's loaded which direction does that barrel need to be pointed in how do i unload it these are things that need to be taught in our society but they're not they're dumbing down the youth to these things they're they're creating these problems also they could strip us of these rights there's an all-out war on the second amendment yes i agree with you these are things that are rudimentary and they were rudimentary for me i'll never forget jester when i was 14 years old my father gave me in the box a world war ii 
Colt 19 Police Positive 38 Special. And he said, this is your gun. And I liked to, liked to crap on myself right then. He said, this is your gun. It's not a toy. You're not getting any bullets for it, but this is your gun. You need to learn how to use this, learn how to, and he already had, I mean, we had shot plenty. It wasn't like I didn't know how to use it. But he said, you need to learn how to use this gun, take care of this gun, and treat this gun as if it's your child. Because this is something that's more important right now than a child because you don't have a child, so you need to take care of this. If you learn how to take care of this, maybe you'll know how to be a good dad. And I thought, oh, what's that mean? And then as I went on and I learned that to clean the gun, and I learned to take care of the gun and safely store the gun and then carry the gun and keep the gun loaded. And did I need to have the gun around some certain people? And did I need to have the gun when I was out doing this or that, that something could happen? What did I need to do? And as I came through life for two or three years until I got to be a grown-up and an adult, I learned. Do you know when my wife and I got together, the same thing happened with the two sons you know her, her two sons that lived with us we bought them both a gun when they were young in their early teens taught them how to shoot with them taught them how to carry them properly taught them good responsibility and now they're two good responsible one's 27 one's 17 the responsible young men that know when to shoot when not to shoot how to handle things safely and occasionally i'm not saying they don't make a mistake and i don't catch them on it but i'm very very stern with it about when i when i when i say something because i want them to do better and they understand this from the bottom of my heart it's not like it's an accident waiting to happen and you're just going to make a mistake it's certain things like you don't need to take that with you right now you need to be very careful with that you know are you doing so and so where you don't need your gun with you those proper things but they know coming from me their mother their dad their that we mean this from our hearts this is our experience and they listen might not listen about a few other things I wish I'd listen to about, but but the gun thing at least they do. So that's what's important. But this is this is the things we're trying to come across to you as our audience, whether you're Second Amendment lovers or not. It's we need to teach people how to be more responsible with Second Amendment weapons and guns from childhood, not fear them, not want to outlaw them, not want to put more laws in the books that already aren't adhered to or even pursued when someone uses a firearm in a crime. You know, Jester, it's amazing to me how many uh, events are stopped prior to them ever happening. They don't. They, they never go and. You don't read about on the New York Times uh, first page about that, or on the nightly news about how many crimes are avoided. You always read about the ones that happen. You know, I always thought if they advertised every one of them that they stopped nationwide, you probably would get a better idea of how many actually they stopped. But they don't. They don't. They never tell us about that. No, because it doesn't fit the narrative, and that's what I'm right. always talking about with people. Like there is an agenda here. There is an agenda here to disarm Americans. Okay, and it's up to us to start putting a stop to these shootings, these incidents that happen. It's up to us to really slow that down, and kind of put out there that hey, we are responsible. We are taking care of things. We are the ones. We are the front line for this. Right. Because if we keep standing idly by and say, you know what, gun safety is not a big deal, and then another shooting happens, and another shooting happens, you better believe that we're not going to have guns for much longer. Right. I agree They're working with you. every day on disarming us. They absolutely are. 
I squarely put this on the gun-loving, Second Amendment-loving Americans. It is your job. You are the front line of defense. Instead of getting defensive about someone taking your guns, you need to be vocal about that. But you need to be just as vocal of going out there and making sure that you take young people and show them how to use guns. That you take people that are scared of guns and, and, and show them they're not something to be hurt by. Do you know how many people that you take out to the range the first time that say, I don't want anything to do with the gun? You take them out to the range, they figure out how much fun it is okay and there's a safety aspect let me teach you that and they fall in love with guns and they come to our side of reasoning jester they come over to our side you've got to embrace people that 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 possibly that you could change to understand that guns are not evil people are evil not guns and you have to go out and seek those people out. If it takes a box of shells for you to go out and to take someone that's an anti-gunner and teach them and show them how a gun works and, and how much fun it is to go out sports shooting and things like that and bring them over to our side, it's worth every penny of it. Go buy a box every week and turn one a week, damn it. But don't let these gun lobbies go out and take guns don't kill people. People kill people. And stupidity kills more people than anything. So please go out and take someone that doesn't understand that will go out with you and show them how guns are good. Guns are fun. Guns are for self-defense, but they can also be for fun for sports shooting, hunting, skeets. Hell, I used to love to skeet shoot until I figured I was wasting too many shells and too much money doing it. But that's the thing. Take them out and show them there's fun to this. It's not all it's all, not all Darth Vader darkness and then, you know, dark music comes on when you pull the gun out. I've, I've always looked at a gun and me as like, I mean, it was as basic as my socks, my keys, I mean, my gun, my boots. It was the same thing. It's not like an evil weapon. It's it's something for defense. It's something for, it's not just, it's not the narrative that the mainstream media wants to depict. Because they simply are using these things as tools to, to enable a certain amount, a small, small sliver of this country to be able to take all of our gun rights. And once your gun rights are gone, folks, you don't have any other rights. Your other rights are just they're just negotiable then because they're they're gonna take the rest of your rights. Once they take a second amendment, that's it's over. Oh, I I one hundred percent agree. And for the for the listeners that are out there like, what are these two hillbillies talking about? They have no idea what they're talking about. Guns are bad. I want you guys to know who may be against us listening to this episode. This for anybody that's against us, I I want you to hear me. Hear me good. With everything that you're seeing today. In, in with this current climate, with these school shootings, with these shootings at grocery stores, everything you see, I guarantee you that there's more guns around you now than ever before because all those patrons in that store, everybody around you, they are all carrying now because they're all waiting for something like that to happen. Absolutely. So you probably have more guns surrounding you now than you ever did before. I do not leave the house without one, period. I don't. I don't. Nope. I don't. My I wife don't doesn't. Either. We are packing... 24 7 i sleep with one next to the bed and and this is just how it is if you guys would see there's a lot okay so i think i should put this out there there's a lot of stuff that you guys don't see within your city within your county there's a lot of shit that doesn't get reported you guys see the mainstream headlines and think oh man that's horrible they're not telling you about these low level stories that take place within your community that you're not seeing pop up on the news they're not doing that there could have been five shootings in your county last week and you would never know about it. That's true. So, I mean, you know, we had the county I, I worked for within law enforcement. I had no idea we had so many murder suicides. I had no idea we had ho so many home invasions. These are things that are just not talked about, right? Only I... the ones that are really, really bad that'll make local headlines 
Those are the ones you hear about. Nobody wants to glorify and put a suicide up on the news because guess what? It really doesn't sell. Unless it's a celebrity. You'll get celebrity suicides a lot. You know, my father-in-law says, Jester, he always he always jokingly asks me all the time when we get ready to go someplace because we work all over the place. We have a huge circle in which we work in. And he always says, you packing? Uh, you know I'm packing. You know I'm always packing. I pack all the time. Of course. He said, well, I do you were. He said, I just want to check. He said, I want to see if you ever, you know, went without. No, I'm never without. But I will tell you this much. I'm not a criminal. I don't have a criminal past. I'm not out to hurt you, rob you, or do anything else. But if you're eating lunch with me, you are much safer than you would be, even with a lot of law enforcement, because they have a lot of rules and, and rules of engagement and protocols and SOPs to go through. I have none other than the fact that if I know you're going to hurt me or hurt someone around me, I am going to drop you like a bad habit. And I'm not going to be willy-nilly about it, and I'm fine to get out of jail today. I've got enough bond money. I'll get out of jail. But I'm going to carry my Second Amendment tool because I know it makes everyone around me safe. And hopefully there are five other people. I only go to places that I know in, that, that, that extend that right. And there are some places, like a little place, I, I want to just mention them because I love them. They're called the Hornet Dairy Bar. They're down in the southern part of Arkansas. And they encourage their patrons to open carry in their restaurant. They ask you. They got a big sign on front that says, we are welcome open carry. Those are the kind of places I'll drive an extra 10 miles and I'll give an extra 5 bucks for lunch to eat lunch with them. Because those places are hard to find, Jester. So what I'm saying to people is you're much safer with me carrying a gun beside you than you are the criminals carrying a gun beside you. I assure you of that. Oh, yeah. And I got to tell you what. There's uh there's a list I want you guys to go to. Uh, there's a list online where you could find out any business, like large corporation business that's against the Second Amendment. You guys can find that list online, and you guys can refuse to start shopping at these stores, stop going to these restaurants. You guys could actively do that now. Yes. All right, in, in protest. And I know it's a small stone's throw in the pond to make a bigger point, um, but it, it does, it does help. There are stores I refuse to shop at just because they, they've got no gun signs on the, on the door. I'll take my business elsewhere. You're not going to tell me my constitutional rights don't, don't apply within your business, but you could take my money. No, I don't think so. I'm not playing that game. Nope. So again, you know, and something else I'd like to say too, and this is one of the main reasons I don't do this. All right. Think about how irresponsible it is on that business to tell you you have to go put your gun back in your car now guess what that gun's in there with the ammunition sitting in the glove box sitting under the driver's seat sitting somewhere in there that anybody could break into that vehicle gain access to it, and then they could come shoot up that store and the one person that could have defended it with you with your with your gun not only can you not defend it but you inadvertently arm that criminal so think about that for a second Anybody that's breaking into a vehicle is not doing it with good intentions. You don't know what their no, intentions sir. are. They're not just so stealing it, your stereo nowadays, I assure you. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, think about that. Like, you're going to you're gonna tell your patrons you want the, them to disarm themselves and then go put a gun out in their vehicle where anybody could have access to it. How much sense does that make? None. And Zero. that's what I want to tell you guys, too. Like, for me, a sign be damned, I do not give a fuck. I, I don't care. I went to go visit a buddy. Uh, a couple weeks ago, 
and we took the kids to like a putt putt golf arcade thing and it was right on the front of the sign you know no no firearms i said i don't give a fuck and i Me walked either. right in he, he said the same thing walked right in i don't care do not care I it's don't. much easier to ask for forgiveness than permission gesture always remember that it is it's much easier to ask for forgiveness than permission do it and then if, if something happens suffer the consequences but i'm not going unarmed i'm just not doing it no especially especially me with my background i have a background in protecting children i've, I've got a background in this i am not going to go to a place where there's a bunch of kids and you say no guns allowed and then something happens when I could have helped save a life. I don't think so. I'm not the threat. I'm the person you want carrying in there. Yep. Right? I agree. And I, I'm telling you what, the last I checked, most gun crimes that we see on the news took place in gun-free zones. We just recently did a, did a show about that on my podcast, Jester, and let me tell you something. Gun-free zones, you don't know what they're trying to do with gun-free zones. They are trying to make everywhere a gun-free zone. And it's without, there's no, there's nothing to do about it. You just say, this is a gun-free zone. You put up a sign and that's it. And you're not allowed to carry a gun in there. By unarming everybody, you are just making a shooting gallery for those that wish to commit crimes and those that are criminal types and those that commit mass terrorism. And that's what it is, is terrorism. When people shoot other people like that, it's terrorism. We have to call it what it is. But that's exactly what people are trying to do right now is create all these gun-free zones. And it just makes an open shooting gallery for those that wish to inflict pain, suffering, and death on, on, on Americans or anyone. I 100% agree. And, you know, <laughs> for the people out there that think, well, if everywhere is a gun-free zone, there just wouldn't be any guns and da 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 A sign's not going to stop anybody. No. Okay? A sign doesn't stop you from going over the speed limit. It's a sign. The signs don't mean shit. All it means is somebody knows there's going to be less resistance if they want to go in there to do harm. That's it. And it's typically where you see gun-free zones or, or uh, things like schools, government offices, things like that. And I'll tell you what, like even like and I'll like if there's a big event that I'm that I'm going to that I'm worried about, like I always concealed carry typically. But if I'm going to a big event, I will open carry. And it's just for it's not because, every, you know, everybody says well, you open carry, you put a target on your back. That may be true. But guess what? I can get that gun out a lot quicker when it's holstered in a position that I've been trained to draw from. So the idea that I can get that gun out a couple seconds quicker means I might be able to save a life. Right on. So, and, and I'll tell you what, I've, I've open carried in public parks. I've open carried where there's kids around. It, I've had people give me weird stares. I don't give a, I don't give a shit. I don't care. I don't care you're, a bit. You're not going to stare at me crazy when I'm stopping some shooter that's coming in there. That's right. You're going to be are. thanking me at the end of the day. Hey Preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. There are a couple facts that I do want to put out there, and I'm talking squarely to you gun lovers, okay? And I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to the rest. I'm talking to you. There are certain parts of the Second Amendment that you need to uphold, too. If you know someone doesn't know how to handle a weapon, you have the, you have the responsibility to teach them proper etiquette with a weapon. 
if you know someone's having a, a situation where they might be suicidal or they may have a mental health condition, it is your job to check on that person and make sure that everything's right. And if it's not, to intervene in whatever method that you need to do. And that's not necessarily calling the police. You need to intervene, whether it's take the weapon away from them for a little while, check on them, make sure the weapon's out there. You, know, you have to temper these things with the situation that comes to you. But also situations with children. You have responsibility to keep your weapons out of the hands of people that are not responsible with them or don't know. That's your job. That's your responsibility. It's not something that is written in the Constitution, but I like to think the Founding Fathers wanted it that way. It's your responsibility, and you have to take responsibility first. You know, we find responsibility rolls down as we do it. If we, as lovers of the Second Amendment, show responsibility and intervene, we'll detract some of these things from happening, number one. Number two, we'll make more people understand how to handle weapons and, and, and Second Amendment tools more responsibly and better will create a culture where they're not the evil tools that they want to make out to be today. We'll ensure that we still have our Second Amendment forever. But most importantly, we'll save some lives. You might save one life or a thousand lives. You'll never know. But being more responsible and being better patrons of the Second Amendment and the Constitution, we will save lives. But you'll never hear about it in the paper. You're never going to see it on TV that John Brown taught somebody or talked to somebody who was having a problem a year ago and you just saved 10 people from dying. You're never going to read that. So don't expect the pat on the back. But it's your job. That is you. you have, it squarely falls on you. Point blank. I'm not one that usually puts things on people, but it does. It is your job, your responsibility as a lover of the Constitution and Second Amendment to do these things. And I, I'm not going to get me on my soapbox anymore, but I, I feel adamant about that, that we as gun lovers, we have to do more than just say we love guns. We have to show we do by doing the things that are necessary to keep a safe society. I, I couldn't agree more, Al. And I think that a lot of people kind of take the responsibility off themselves and they just want to be quiet in the corner. No, preach that shit. Yep. I'm going Absolutely. to. Absolutely. I'm and dead. I mean, <laughs> well, so I couldn't tell you how many friends I had just like, le- I, uh, gun stupidity is something that really drives me nuts. And I could tell story upon story of people that I worked with and dumbass shit that they've done. But. The reality is there's some people out there that are just morons that you can't get anything through their heads. You could tell them, hey, you need to save. Hey, if you're going to keep guns in your vehicle, you need to keep them out of out of vision. Like, don't just leave an AR-15 in your backseat. Don't leave your windows down when you got shit in there. I've seen people do some really stupid shit. Me too. And and never think twice about it. And I'm like, you you know what could happen. You know what goes on. You know the dangers that persist with this, but yet you still do it. Some people, there's no getting it through their head, but for the ones that are still, the ones that have half a brain and the ones that still have a decent head on their shoulders, you could work with these people and you could talk to them about the safety. You could talk to them about the dangers, especially if they got kids in the house and they're leaving guns laying around. I mean, that's, that's something there. Like if you're not, if you're not saying something and if you're not trying to wake people up and then something happens, you need to put a little bit of responsibility on there on yourself for that. Now, if you've tried and there's just no reaching them, Hey, you tried, you gave it a valiant effort. You know, you did, but I just, I agree. Uh, I, it's just, it's frustrating now. It's frustrating because we see what's going on and we see a lot of people that just don't care. They don't give a shit. And it's like, well, you're going to give a shit when we don't have these rights anymore. Right. 
Like well, that's you know, when you're going to care. Jester, when I, when I think it's frustrating, when I think that it's, it's not, and the reason why I told that story at the beginning of the show is this, when I think it's frustrating, when I think it's tiring, and I think about my Second Amendment right, I think about how much Isaac loved to go shoot, and I think about how many times he loved to go hunt, and he loved to duck hunt, he loved to deer hunt, he loved to do all these things, and an accident. No one intended for him not to make it through that day. No one intentionally said, I want Isaac to die that day. He died by an accident. So that, every time I feel like I'm getting a little weak on things, right, I think about, hold on a minute. No, I got, I got something to motivate me here. I need to say something about this. You know, if it involves smacking a hand, say, hold on a minute, don't do that. Hold on, make an impression. But I'll tell you this much. When I think I'm getting weak on the Second Amendment, I always think about how much he loved guns. And that's what ended his life. But it did not. It just ignited my crusade to make sure people are more careful with the Second Amendment so we can keep it around. So I, I just, I have something that motivates me when it comes to the Second Amendment. And, and, and I don't want anyone else out there to have to have someone to motivate them, okay? Because that means someone's gone, and I hate that he's gone. But he loved guns, Jester. He loved them. He loved to hunt. He loved to fish. He loved to go sport shooting. And I took him several times. My sons were with him for years while he sport shot and hunted and did all these things. You know, I, our oldest son would take him duck hunting just every other day throughout the whole season. So he wasn't scared of guns, and he certainly wasn't an anti-gunner. And I would have to say, even if he was here today, the first thing he says, hey, let's go shooting. I mean, that's for real. You know, one last thing I'd like to add into this, just to pull it back to our preppers, all right? <laughs> right. I know a lot of you guys like to have guns readily available for the purpose of bug out, home intrusion, things like that. I'm not about, you know, I'll never tell you don't have extra ammo in your bug out bag, right? Right. But I'm also not going to tell you to have a gun in there where it's a, where this bug out bag is in reach of your kids either. Right. So I understand having something readily available in case there's a home invasion. Guys, I get it. I understand that. If you're prepping and you're worried about these things that, we, that we've talked about, just take a step, take a second to think through things logically. If you've got a 12-year-old running around the house that doesn't understand the ins and outs and gun safety, stuff like that, now's the time to sit down and start talking to him about it. Now's the time right. to teach him about it. If, if, these, if these whack jobs that want gun control and, and want guns taken off the street, mind you, these are the same whack jobs that want to teach this, this gender reassignment, this, this bullshit, uh, the sex talks to school and young kids. If, that, yeah. if they think that's okay, they should definitely be on board with teaching gun safety. At that I age. agree. If you can handle learning what sexy time is as a child, you should be able to handle learning about gun safety. I agree with you. And you 100%. know, Jester, all you have to do is ask our friends in other countries like Australia, Canada. Um, should I keep on going? All the countries that have been disarmed around the world. We should ask them how it went for them. It didn't go well for them. They have no rights now. And once they take your, your, uh, your protection away from you, they can pretty much institute anything they want on you, and that's exactly what happened in countries like Canada and Australia. And I could keep on going all day long, but I won't. So keep your Second Amendment rights if you don't keep anything else. And like Al said in the beginning, once they take this one, that's it. It's over. I agree. And one, you know, something else I'd like to point out there too, guys. If you have somebody that's in your home 
that's on def- different medical uh, medications that they, they have mental defects, you know, they're de facto, something like that, you better be taking extra precaution. You absolutely should be. And if you're not, you're a moron. You need to be. I agree. If somebody in your home is mentally unstable, you better do something because the next time we have one of these shootings or something bad happens with somebody that was medicated or, or something, the, I guarantee you something we're going to see next within the media is they're going to start taking guns out of homes where someone who resides that's on certain medications or has certain mental defects, whether they're in possession of them or not, they're going to take them out of the home. At that point, a safe's not going to matter. I agree. I guarantee you that's something that's that's probably coming sooner than what we think. We're going to keep seeing these shootings. This is a progression on to an end goal, Jester. They will continue to throw up things and throw up restrictions on your Second Amendment until they finally take it. And right now they're progressing on the next is a shooting like that and say, well, we should get them out of homes with people with mental defect. And then we should get them out of homes with children under the age of 12. And it's going to continue on, folks. This is a process, and they have an end goal. And they're trying to get to that goal right now, one step at a time. I agree with you, Al, 100%. And with that being said, Al, we're, we're at our limit. Is there anything else you want to add in here before we're out of here? I would just like to say one thing. Isaac Williams, uh, Uncle Al, and Aunt Kara didn't forget about you. And you kind of inspired me on this one. And, buddy, we love you. And I'm glad you did. This one was for you, buddy. action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities. Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address.